Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Texas Hill Country Morning Market Update, brought to you by the Texas Hill Country Advisors. Yours truly, Andrew Gay, and my business partner, Gilbert Pies. Good morning, Gilbert. Good morning, sir. How are we doing this morning? Fantastic. Great, great. Beautiful day in the Texas Hill Country. That's that's right. That's so funny. I was gonna I was gonna use that line this morning. Um, Beat you to it. I know, right? I know, right? We love plugging our our community. We really enjoy where we live, so we're really proud of it. But uh, we have a few things to mention this morning as far as the economic data and the markets are concerned. We're gonna build off of kind of what we had going on yesterday. So let's jump right to it. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member of Pacific, Texas Hill Country Advisors, not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Andrew Gay, Gilbert Pies, and Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not those of Next Financial Group. The S&P 500 is a market cap-weighted index composed of common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. Right. Okay. So uh, you can see there, up there behind Gilbert, we have, this is a, it's not a moving snap. It's not a uh, moving picture of what, what the markets are currently doing, but this is as just a few minutes ago. So we just wanted to throw that up there and you can see some of the headlines too, out there too. So see, um, yeah, you want to play weatherman? Gilbert's using his see. finger to try to point. Okay. So the, here's what the market, the Dow's doing. This is the S&P. S&P. This is the NASDAQ. And that's the Russell 2000. The Russell 2000, and I guess that's the 10-year? Uh, the first green one is the VIX. Okay, so the VIX, the volatility. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, yeah, you're right. That's the five-year and then the 10-year. All right. Yeah. And we're going to have a cold front come in this week with uh, 10% <laughs> chance of rain after yeah, that. Yeah, but you can clearly <laughs> see the red there is on the major equity indexes. So we started off the morning down this morning um, after a two-day bounce uh Monday and Tuesday, which, and, and then, you know, we kind of closed a little down yesterday, moderately down. Yeah, um, very, very little. It was uh, actually an interesting day. Got whacked pretty hard in the morning, but then recovered, went positive. All the major indexes went positive in the afternoon. But then at the end of the day, it kind of lost steam and they all closed down fractionally. Yeah. Um, and today, it seems even though we're down to start off the day in the equity markets, it really, Gilbert and I were talking about this. We did get some jobs numbers today. We're going to mention that here in just a minute and build off of the stuff we mentioned yesterday. But we really think that we're in this holding pattern until kind of tomorrow morning. It's going to be a biggie in the next Thursday. Um, uh, so we'll continue to monitor and update uh, until then. But that's that's really what we got our eyes on. Um, OK, so let's go. go here so this is what we had um yeah uh this is the same points that we mentioned yesterday so pivot the pivot idea is fading from the fed opec plus news and and what i just mentioned i won't repeat it but on the economic front those two pieces of data that we're waiting on two or three pieces of data inflation data and, and unemployment data but the pivot fading story so yesterday we mentioned that there was this idea that maybe the Federal Reserve could be pivoting off of their hawkishness or aggressiveness towards their interest rate hikes through the end of the year. And that idea continues to fade. Uh, you know, it was it was nice to have some hope there for, for a minute. But what Gilbert and I have been continuously mentioning is the fact that it is going to happen at some point. It's just a matter of when. Um, so they are going to eventually stop raising 
rates and maybe and eventually they'll they'll even cut them um but we're just that's far enough off right now that the markets aren't really thinking about that um right now and then the opec plus news we mentioned yesterday that they were in talks they were had they had a meeting yesterday that's i think it's 27 countries the oil producing countries um petroleum exporting countries to be exact they so their number was two million so they agreed to cut production by two million dollar two million barrels a day in production which is a big deal initially we thought it was going to be a million but the the gist of all of this is that it's honestly pretty bad timing because we're going into winter and that seemed to be the us's response from this yesterday is to say hey could you do it at a different time please is that is that possible and you know i don't think uh that it, there, there was too much to that, but that was kind of our, our take on it here at home. So um, th those are the points that we mentioned yesterday, and we just wanted to build off of those. Gilbert, do you have anything to add to yeah, that? And, you know, as far as the pivot fading goes, um, we, we were talking about how eventually the feds are going to reduce interest rates. Um, uh, well, but first they're going to stop raising them. And so that's right. the first thing. And and the market, for some, for some unknown reason, they're they're really strange when it comes to interest rate increases and decreases, and and I think maybe it's partly human nature. We we tend to think of things that happen as being linear. So if if interest rates are going right. up, and that that they're just going to keep going up forever, and and that that's not really what happens. There's a lot of stuff in between that will make that change. And same thing when interest rates are going down. Just because they they drop the interest rates at some point in the future doesn't mean it's going to go back to zero. Will it Will it re get reduced a little further? Maybe, I suppose. But um, the, the market sometimes gets stuck in this repetitive cycle where they think everything is linear. So if what the market, we? yes, the market's going down, oh my gosh, it's good. If it keeps going down the same amount every day, in 30 days, I'll have zero. I know. Why <laughs> Why are we like that? It's yeah, crazy. It, it's know? a human, human, a natural human behavior. We, we, we tend to think of things in a linear fashion, which that's right. is, is just not accurate. And, and I think um, that, that's kind of what's going on there with the pivot. You know, we, we know it's going to happen. We know the pivot is going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And it all depends on what the inflation numbers look like, what an unemployment rate looks like, what happens in uh, the midterm elections. I mean, a lot of those things factor into it. So that, that's my story on the pivot. Um, and then when it comes to OPEC plus raising or cutting production, the, the funny thing about that, I, I would say, is that, uh, you know, the OPEC is, is a cartel and, and those things do not exist in our country because, in fact, we that's against the law for producers to collude uh, to manipulate prices. Um, but because those countries are not based here in the U.S. and OPEC isn't based here in the U.S., we seem to be fine with it. Um, our, our government should do more to convince our friends not to be doing that anymore um, because they, they, they really do tend to drag the whole world around by the throat when they manipulate oil prices like that. Right. Um, because even though we, we don't get most of our oil from there, we do our own production um, domestic and then we import from uh, our Mexico and Canada primarily. Um, it, it still doesn't mean that, you know, our, our oil prices um, survive in a vacuum. We, we get manipulated just like anybody else does. So it's a bit of a problem. Um, the other thing, too, I'll say about OPEC Plus is that um, every single one of those producers is a liar and a cheater. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying that, that 
you can't trust any of them. I'm just but saying they're that, all biased, and they all have their personal interest in their hand in the candy jar. Absolutely. With that personal interest. And many of the countries that are part of OPEC have no other source of revenue than to produce and drill for oil and sell it on the open market. So a lot of the people that, you know, a lot of the producers and, and people that are the countries that are part of OPEC, you know, they, they agree to everything and do nothing uh, sometimes. And so I, I really wouldn't put that much stock in the idea that they're going to cut production 2 million barrels a day because some of those producers, they're not doing that. Right. Uh, maybe the major ones, Saudi Arabia perhaps, um, might do it. But a lot of the other smaller, mid-sized producers, yeah, you can do whatever you want. We, we're part of OPEC because we want to be part of the group. But, uh, we're, you know, it's our only source of revenue. So especially a lot of the African countries uh, that sure. are known for not following any of the uh, production cuts um, because it's their only source of revenue. Well, that's, I mean, that's just the wild west out there. It, it really is. It in is. Term, in terms of governmental structure around countries and stuff. I mean, it's basically, some of those countries are literally ruled by whichever tribe has bubbled up. Yes. You know, and has the has the strong arm at the moment. Yeah, there, there's not a lot of political stability in some of those regions that they operate in. Uh, and then and then look at our friends in, uh, well, I shouldn't say friends, but, you know, I'm being sarcastic, I guess. In Venezuela, you know, they, sure. some of the largest proven reserves in the world. It's there, right? Um, and they're having they have currency problems. They have uh, political instability that you just, I mean. Yeah, it, it's it's a crazy situation. Um, I don't know. So, sometimes I think, you know what? I wonder if the U.S. should just invade Venezuela and take over the country and, you know, save all the oil production and put it out there and then save the money for the Venezuelan people. I don't know. Um, that, that sounds like watch a... out, man. You're going to get attacked. <laughs> I'm, I'm I forgot gonna... we're on the internet. I know. I'm going to get attacked for being an imperialist colonizer or something. I'm not sure. You're say you're a Russian, a Russian spy or something. <laughs> you're a communist. Not even close. Communi not yeah, even no, close. No. Okay. All right. Well, that's, uh, anyway, my, that's anyway. my two cents on uh, the no tin, No tinfoil today. No, that's no. right. That's we right. left it, our tinfoil hats In no alien sucking my brain out because yeah. I ain't got one anymore. <laughs> Hey, but the eclipse, uh, you're, you're, you're dead set that the aliens are coming yes, for, in, yes. in Kerrville. They, they use it to, uh, to, to sneak in. So everybody's yeah. paying attention to that. Yeah. It's a shell game, you know, Hey, check this out. Shiny little object over here. Yeah. Then they, then they come and suck the brains out. Yeah. Here locally we got yeah, that to speaking. Of, I mean, to try to tie that into an economic, <laughs> uh, issue there, uh, that is hey, going to be a big a, deal. That's but. a really big deal. Economically speaking for every community. Yeah such as Kerrville, that's in the path of totality. And we will, I'm, I'm sure we will mention more of that as, as we get closer to that. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah hey, so y'all are in, y'all are in for a, a great anticipatory uh, run up from hey, us. I don't here. know. Maybe I, I just got a wild idea, Andrew. Maybe you should do a podcast about the eclipse. Oh, hey. Uh, oh my god, We're working on that <laughs> for a different time, though. Yeah, yeah. That's but a yes, different, we are, different, we are, different place for that uh, are, discussion on that. that. Um, okay, one one other thing here. Let's see. Uh, let's do. Okay, here we go. Um, can we see that? Good deal. Okay, this is the Fed. This is one last mention before we get off here. This is the interest rate hike uh, expectations for November. Climbed a little bit since yesterday, but not a whole lot. We're still dead set, or the market is got mostly priced in as a seventy-five basis point hike by the end of the year. Um, we're looking at uh, another 50 basis point hike into December, 
half a percentage hike at the December meeting from the Fed, and then finally a 25 basis point hike in February. So same statistics as yesterday, but it looks like we've moved just a little there. Um, so I think that'll do it. Did you have anything you want to add? Mortgage rates are bumping up against uh, seven. Oh, yes, we shared a, there was an article shared yesterday on our Facebook page. Um, yep. 6.75% was the yeah, last number. Yeah. Mortgage rates are, are getting pretty high. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure what that's all about, but uh, one of the bigger things that we're looking at, you know, for tomorrow is the unemployment rate, right? Yes, the unemployment rate and non farm. Non farm payrolls, that's right. And then, of okay. course, next week we're looking at CPI for September. That's right. That's Thursday. a really big deal. It is. It mm -hmm. is. It, it could determine the tone of the Fed's remarks after the November 2nd rate announcement. Um, right. If we, me and Andrew were talking this morning that if that CPI number comes out and the unemployment rate numbers look pretty good, uh, that, that we could see a shift in tone from the feds about raising interest rates. Um, I, I don't really think it would amount to much immediately, but right. if, if there's even a slight shift in the tone after their November 2nd meeting, um, you know, that, that could really be a big deal. Um, and, yeah, and so that, it's a really, really important thing we're looking at. Thank you for mentioning that. Mm -hmm. That is exactly what we're looking for is the tone. So um, like Gilbert said, it's not necessarily like we just show the market market pretty much has priced in the expectation of the rate hikes and how much they're going to do there. But what we're really going to be listening for is the information we get from the press conference, basically from Jerome Powell afterwards and what he says. Does the Fed's tone change from, from hey, because they haven't mentioned anything about softening the rate hiking cycle. So if they mention right. anything about that, it could be misconstrued as, as positive. Um, but, but of course, we will have the inflation number for September by the time that that meeting happens. So some right. of it is dependent on on that. And thank you for reminding me, I did not mention this, but we did get, I did mention at the beginning, we got a job a job type number uh, today, which is the initial jobless claims. That's a weekly number. And it's at, it came in at 219, 219,000. And that was an increase, I believe, of 29,000 from the week prior. And it was slightly more than expected. So obviously we're talking about how many claims for people that are not holding jobs, right? So the the idea that that number increased would possibly signal that there might be some more softening to come in the numbers we get tomorrow morning. So with that being said, um, it's not necessarily true, but do you want to take a guess before we close out today? You want to at the number tomorrow, uh, unemployment number? Um, what, what's the uh, If you don't, I will. All right, so here we go. So it was at, and actually, let me get this up here. So this is, here's the unemployment rate. And then I pulled this up because this is the chart of the monthly number. So last you, month it was 3.7, right? It was 3.7 last okay. time. And it was 3.5 the month before that, which was July. And then the four months prior since March, it had been at 3.6. So we finally saw a little bit of an uptick last month being August. We're going to get September's number. So Hmm. Um, higher or lower? I'm going to say higher. I'm going to go with 3.9. We'll go with 3.9. Okay. I'll go with flat to 3.8. Okay. Okay. So 3.8. Be okay. conservative. Okay. Um, yeah. 
It, that that was what I was going because it, it, I was saying maybe flat because I really think one of the other things we were talking about is is the effect of the interest rate hikes. We've seen the housing market come down significantly since the beginning of the year, but some of this seems to be like maybe because the Fed has been hiking rates faster at a faster pace than they have in decades. Then maybe it's going to take a little while for this to bleed into the economy. So um, could be, you yeah. know. Okay, maybe and, that maybe that just means that the the data takes a little bit longer than we expected to move. That's good, right? good thinking, good thinking. And whoever loses has to put jalapeno uh, juice in their eye. <laughs> about in their eye. Yeah, How about their we, eye. Just, we could do the one chip challenge? You want to do that? Have you seen that? You no, know what I'm talking I, about? No. It's like a it's like a ghost pepper, the Carolina like some stupidly hot pepper okay. that they've like you know ground up or whatever. And they put the dust on this chip, and it just comes. It looks like a Doritos chip, but it's just one chip, and it's in a little box. You know, it has the warnings on it. You know, if you touch it, don't touch your eyes and all that kind of stuff. But you you eat it, and it was it was a thing. I think uh, a few years back about like it was a challenge. You I know? was I was throwing out the uh, jalapeno in your eye thing because I've been doing eye drops, and and it feels kind of oh. like jalapeno juice in your eyes. So I figured if I lost <laughs> it, wouldn't hurt that bad. <laughs> you have, you have, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, good. Uh... <laughs> A good time that i good, guess that's kind of cheating it's not fair you've been you've been training <laughs> that's right training that's for right it. <laughs> that's right that's right yeah um okay guys thank you so much don't forget reach out to us if you have financial questions or you need direction in, in what you're doing in your financial life we want to try to keep everybody in our community financially healthy we really appreciate your viewership your participation and we will see you tomorrow morning friday morning and close out the week strong um and if we're really lucky maybe we'll close the positive week in equity markets but it remains to be seen. Nevertheless, we'll have that jobs data uh, tomorrow morning. So we'll be discussing that. So we, we have a big morning tomorrow. So. And tacos. It's Taco Friday. Taco Friday. We, do, <laughs> we don't do Taco Tuesday here. We do Taco Friday. So, um, Okay. All right, guys. Thank you so much. See you tomorrow.